Happy Easter. Boing, 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 boing. Foster Dog Pat. Safer than a Pez dispenser and great for your ears. Saturdays on Tunes 92.5. Oh, it's the Easter special. So I want to time this uh, week to cut an episode. So I thought I'd leave you with a Jack Hughes interview I did with It's Jack Hughes and Nick Feldman and Darren Costin. The name means Yellow Bell. Anyway, it's an interview I did four or so years ago. And I'll leave you with that, and hopefully you have a great Easter. Or, if you don't celebrate it, a great day. It's the What the Pat Special Edition Bonus Episode Cast. Later. Your tunes, Tunes 92.5. This is Foster Dog Pat with you. Good afternoon. I have Jack Hughes with me from Wang Chung on the line. How are you today? I'm pretty good, actually. Great. Hoarse from uh, too much singing, I think. <laughs> but I'm good, thank you. You've been on tour quite a bit recently. Yeah, we have. We've been over here since the, the July, actually. And um, started out on the East Coast and uh, did a bunch of uh, which were which were great, actually. I worked our way across to the sort of uh, Chicago, Milwaukee, that kind of thing. And then we uh, moved out to the West Coast and did some stuff over there. Currently, we're in Miami, sort of resting, I suppose you'd call it, before we do our final gig this coming Saturday at uh, Magic Casino. And then we're back to the UK. Holy so, uh, cow. <laughs> yeah, so quite a lot of traveling. <laughs> and, and you're enjoying it? Yeah. That's good. I saw you met the Blue Man Group recently, too. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. We had a, a week in Vegas, which was, uh, you know, always great. And uh, saw the Blue Man show. Um, also saw Carrot Top as well. He's just fantastic. We saw him about three years ago. He's still in that casino <laughs> doing the show, you know, poor guy. But he's still very, very funny. Really recommend that show. He really is. As far as the Blue Man Group, were, did they play by chance any Wang Chung? Uh, no, they didn't actually. No. <laughs> Although they did sort of name check us in the show, so uh, uh, we were we were there, you know, uh, making our impression. But uh, I don't think they did any of our music. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, I got to say, I just recently listened to Taser Up for about the past week, and I, okay. I was I was floored at how good that album is. That's very nice of you to say. Thank and you. one of my favorite songs on it is Let's Get Along. Okay. I can't get enough of it. Okay, that's great. Um, yeah, we, we did a little lyric video to that, actually, which is online. You can just uh, you know type in Let's Get Along on YouTube. I think it's on our website as well. One thing I did want to ask is I was... I, the movie To Live and Die in L.A., yeah. I, I always like to check out trivia. And then I find out in there that William Friedkin did not want you to title the song To Live yeah. and Die in L.A. He felt it would be too cheesy. That's right. Yeah. What, what made you go ahead and go against it and do that? Yeah. Well, th- there was a sequence of events, I guess. Um, uh, it, just on the by the by, as it were, it's worth uh, checking out Billy's new book, actually. He's written uh, his memoirs, effectively, called The Friedkin Connection. Just giving it a little plug, really. But, uh, but it's a really very good book, very funny, uh, and insightful into the business as well, you know, because obviously he came up at the same time as Spielberg and Francis Ford Coppola, and uh, you get a sense of those guys really doing things differently, and, uh, and also the very individual path that Friedkin took. Um, so it's, it's very interesting, you know. Uh, but on the subject of To Live and Die in LA, he writes interestingly about that and uh, essentially this, the, what happened was that he called us up and asked us to write the soundtrack which which we duly did uh, without having seen the movie uh, which was I, I guess for some people sort of weird but um, 
not so much uh, for me, uh, because I spoke to Billy about it, and he gave me a very clear sense of the kind of music that he wanted. So we sort of went ahead and recorded that in the UK and sent it all over to him. Obviously, this is in the days before the internet, where you could kind of just get everything like that instantly. You know? And, um, yeah, he, he was in the love of the soundtrack stuff that we did and flew us over to L.A., and uh, we went to Paramount, uh, the Paramount lot, and watched uh, a rough cut of the movie to the music that we'd done which was just one of the best experiences of my life, really, <laughs> watching uh, uh, the music with the, with the movie. Um, but it was after that that uh, I came back to the UK, and the song just kind of came out. You know, I really tried not to write it, <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it just kind of came out. And when I sent it to Freakin, he, he loved it. You know, I mean, Freakin is a, you know, a really, uh, like a proper artist. Do you know what I mean? So he's not someone who's going to be doctrinaire about, look, I said, don't write the song, you know. He just listened to it with open ears and, uh, and, and loved it. So he actually shot a whole uh, sort of extra sort of 10-minute prologue to that movie. Um, so if you watch it, it sort of begins with like a sort of presidential motorcade and a, an attempt to sort of blow it up by a, a suicide bomb. Very Christian, actually, given that this was done in, in the mid-'80s, you know. So, uh, and, um, so, uh, so that's the story, basically. Yeah, slightly long-winded. I apologize for that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the, the, it was over a time frame. It's not like you said, don't write the song, and I just went ahead and wrote it. It's just having seen the movie, uh, I couldn't resist writing it. And it's definitely far from cheesy. That, I mean, that's, <laughs> Thank you. that's one of my favorite songs. Uh, and I haven't seen the movie since, I mean, since it was released on VHS. Right, right. <laughs> and well, I just... I know they've, they've <laughs> sort of done it on Blu-ray, and I, I think actually that he's do, redoing it um, for a, a sort of another release next year, actually. So, uh, so that'll be a sort of enhanced Blu-ray thing with a lot of uh, extra stuff. And we're talking about possibly remastering the album for that time as well. So oh. that could be an interesting uh, bit of uh, stuff happening for To Live and Die in LA fans. That's pretty cool. I, yeah. I just picked it up on Netflix and it's sitting at home. I, I wanted to watch it before I interview, but I didn't have a chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool knowing there's extra footage added because of the song. I think so, yeah. And, and that he went ahead. I, I think it's cool that he supported your guys' decision to go ahead with it and, and everything. So that's yeah. nice. Instead of going against the green to be like, no, change it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, working with Freakin' is great because you are working with the boss. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I think in my sort of subsequent experience of working on uh, sort of movie soundtracks and stuff, uh, you know, enjoyable though it is in this sort of creative phase, there are so many people and so many sort of layers of command, if you like, you know, that uh you know, you get these phone calls from people you've never heard of suddenly putting in their uh, creative input. Uh, that's in inverted commas, you know, and uh, it can get quite confusing, you know, whereas working with Freakin, you know, he was the boss, he's the top of a decision tree, and he's always very clear about his decisions. And uh, So it was a great experience working with him. Reading about you and Nick and, and seeing how far you guys have come and everything, I, you guys always, and this is no pun intended, always seem to be having fun. <laughs> and and really truly enjoy doing what you're doing. You guys have been together for a long time. I don't think people yeah. even realize how long you've been together. I didn't realize how long you've been together. And I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not old, but I'm not young. I mean, my sure. first album was Points on a Curve, and I didn't even realize yeah. you had an album before that. Sure. And yeah. uh, well, Nick and I have known each other for 35 years, actually. I mean, from when we when I first answered the ad in Melody Maker to join his band. You know? <laughs> so uh, that was back in 1978. At the I was. I was eight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't much older. <laughs> nice. See? But, uh, yeah. But, uh, no, you know, I mean, we did the, the Wang Chung years together, I guess, till 1990. That's when the band split. 
uh, for the first time, as it were. And, uh, yeah, we then often did separate things for a few years, but then Nick started working in A&R, and, uh, and I was a sort of producer, writer through that time. And we, we still worked together on various projects. You know, he, he would have certain stuff going on and get me in to produce or co-write and stuff. So we remained friends through all that time. And I think it's since around about 2006 that we started um, thinking about Wang Chang again and, uh, you know, sort of uh, doing some more recording, you know, which resulted in Taser Out, you know, doing, doing these tours, which have come around pretty much every year since about 2009. So, uh, and what we're finding is that we, we sort of love it more and more each year. And the band that we currently have, we have a guy called Josh Thompson on drums and uh, T.O. Banks on keyboards. They're both L.A. guys. And um, they, they, they are fabulous musicians, you know. So the band is uh, better than it's ever been, I think. So, uh, uh, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot to enjoy. That's cool. And just continue to grow throughout the years, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think with music, without sounding too uh, old and pompous, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, music is very oriented around you know young acts, and, and that's all great. You know, and, and there's a certain kind of energy and sort of sexiness that comes out of young bands <clears throat> completely naturally. You know, but I think music is a thing that you get better at as you get older. You know, and especially as you get more experience of different types of music as well. So, uh, you know, I've spent the last ten years um, doing quite a lot of jazz, for want of a better word. Jazz means so many different things to different people, but for me it's all about guys like Miles Davis and um, John Coltrane, Charlie Mingus, Thelonious Monk, quite a specific oh. set of composers, really, that wrote this really challenging music, and uh, and I have a band in the UK that's sort of modelled around that, and a lot of my writing has been influenced by that recently. I think that feeds into Wang Chung and the way that we approach the live set, because uh, what I've been really pleased about is that um, with a, especially the, the last sort of six or seven gigs we've done, you know, people have been coming up to me and saying, wow, you guys are real musicians, aren't you? <laughs> and for me, there's no higher compliment than to be called a musician. Well, <laughs> so uh, that, that's cool. I hear growth and Taser Up. I, and, I mean, cont- over continuous times of listening to your albums, I hear the growth. Um, right. And I was disappointing that uh, the warmer side of cool, f- from what I could see, it just yeah. didn't get the following I thought it would. And yeah. I, I love that album, too. Well, cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I think by then Geffen had sort of uh, um, not run out of patience with this exactly, but things were changing. You know, they, they'd signed uh, Guns N' Roses at that point. Nirvana were, were just around the corner. And um, it was, uh, yeah, it, as I sing in, uh, you know, there's a track called Abducted by the 80s on uh, yes. Taser Up, and uh, there's that line, everybody's moving on. And that's definitely the sense that we got, you know, that our, we'd had our kind of 15 minutes <laughs> of fame, as it were. And uh, it was time to change. And, and I guess, you know, the warmer side of cool, um, although there are things about that album I like, I think we were, we were beginning to sort of go backwards with that album in the, sense, in, in the sense that we were sort of allowing influences from the 70s to really come through the sort of more proggy um, uh, type influences that both Nick and I had at that, you know, when we, we were kids, really, you know. And uh, so rather than moving forward with a sense of uh, sampling and hip hop and or else, a much harder kind of rock edge, you know, like with uh, Guns N' Roses and stuff. Uh, we were sort of going into this more kind of steely dam kind of area, you know. And I just don't think Geffen knew how to really market us in that way, you know, and especially given that we sort of laid our cards out on the table as a sort of party band with everybody else funds in that, you know. So uh, it was slight, slightly complicated at that point. And, uh, and plus Nick and I think had sort of, uh, you know, had enough of sitting in the studio arguing with, our, with each other about the hi-hat pattern and stuff. So, you know, it definitely was time to move on. Yeah, I could, I could understand that. And <clears throat> I, 
one last thing. I mean, when yeah. I put in praying to a new God, that, I mean, love it. It's a rocking track, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it yeah. just... We're, we're, we're going to do that live next year, I think. You know, we need to sort of look at the songs we're doing, and um, we're definitely planning to come back next year. We're also planning to release some new stuff uh, next year, because there's stuff that didn't make it to Taser Up and some new songs that we've got as well. So uh, uh, if not an album, we'll be releasing some little EPs of, of stuff, you know. So uh, stay tuned to com for all of that stuff. And, uh, and you can find us on Facebook as well at Wang Chung Band, uh, which uh, Nick and I run that Facebook page, so you can talk to us direct on that. And you're always posting on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, with, uh, especially out here because there's just lots of photos and, you know, just crazy stuff going on all the time. So <laughs> it's kind of nice to do that. And it's nice seeing you guys... Um you know, keep up and in touch with the fans because I think yeah, fans yeah. really enjoy that and, and can really connect and keep going too. Yeah. Well, that is one of the great things about doing this stuff now. You know, back in the 80s, <clears throat> we never really met anybody because, you know, the profile was that much higher. So you were constantly sort of backstage with heavy security and then in the hotel. And, you know, not like it was Beatle Mania or anything, you know, but uh, it's very different from now where anybody can kind of meet up with us um, and speak to us on Facebook and, and, uh, you know, we have such a great fan following. They're so loyal. You know, and a lot of people just hanging in with us, you know, since the eighties and stuff. And then lots of new fans as well. So, so it's really cool. You know, and, uh, you know, we are big. Uh, you know, very grateful for the support that we get from the fans. Does do you find it helps add a buffer when you meet people? Going out, um, it's not as crazy. Yeah, it certainly isn't as crazy because there isn't the same. Uh, um, Should we say? You know, when you're doing the sort of bigger shows and. I don't know, that it sort of creates an illusion of, uh, you know, rock starness, if, if you like. You know? Right. Uh, I don't think we've ever really tried to be that. You know, um, we've always been very sort of feet on the ground. And, uh, Down to earth. Yeah, so when people meet us, I, I think they just think, yeah, nice guys is usually what they think. <laughs> well, we haven't talked before, but I'm getting that feeling. And, and just from, like I said, online feeling, that's what it felt like. Cool, cool. <laughs> well, that's how it should be, I think, you know. We're all in this together, aren't we? You know, yes. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Making good music, bringing everybody together. Yeah, that's what, how it always was for me, you know, growing up in the late 60s, 70s. You know, the music was all about, you know, people being together and experiencing it in, a, you know, quite an intimate kind of way, you know. So uh, that's what we like to try and bring to the shows that we're doing. Now, I notice the name change from, mm. I, I believe, your first album to the second. Yeah. Why was that? It was just a pragmatic decision, really, around, um, you know, Wang Chung is such a crazy name for a band, you know, and people were having trouble pronouncing it. And it was actually David Geffen who said, because, you know, when we signed, our first album for Wang Chung was uh, on Arista Records in the UK. And uh, and then we left Arista uh, of our own will. We didn't get dropped. We, uh, we decided we didn't want to continue with them. And we did want to sign director Geffen in the, in the States because uh, we just felt that the America would be a better market for us. And, um, and David Geffen said, well, don't change the name. The name's cool, but just re-spell it so that people can say it, you know, and uh, not feel they're getting it wrong, you know, which obviously makes people kind of feel a bit alienated, you know. So, uh, um, yeah, so that was, that was the reason, very boring reason. But, uh, <laughs> and I, ha- I probably should have checked, but I thought I'd ask you, how did you come up with the name? Uh, well, um, there's a million sort of different versions of that story. Um, but I guess, you know, we were casting around for a, for a name, if you've ever been in a band, you know what that's like, and you come up with all sorts of mad ideas. And Wang Chung was one of the maddest, but uh, Nick was into it, and we decided to go for it. Um, I-, I liked it because it's very 
um, rock and roll, you know, a band called Wang Chung, what does the music sound like? Right. No idea <laughs> what it's going to be like. So it sort of creates a space, um, and then we fill it with, with whatever we want to fill it with, you know, and uh, over the years that's kind of changed quite a lot, the way we've filled the space, you know. And I think, um, you know, with everybody Wang Chung tonight, everybody has fun tonight, um, you know, that, that space got even bigger, and, and people have filled the space themselves with what they want it to mean, so... If you look at the Urban Dictionary, there's lots of very rude uh, <laughs> kind of explanations <laughs> of what Rang Chen means. And, uh, and I love all that. I just love that there's a, like I say, it's a sort of space and you can kind of find yourself in that space. And I guess it's fun, too, having people come up with their own things and, and going Absolutely, in. yeah. And I think that's also why it's got used in the uh, so many different sitcoms and films <laughs> and movies and over, over the years. Uh, if, you, if you go to wangchan.com, we've got a couple of sort of extended clips with uh, lo- lots of different outtakes, as it were, from these TV series that have quoted yep. us and, you know, use the name. And that, that's an amusing three minutes of your life. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, exactly. Simpsons <laughs> as well. Crazy um, Crane and Cheers. And it is yeah. funny. I was talking to a friend of mine, and she's quite a bit younger, <clears> but <throat> I was like, I'm so excited. I get to interview Jack Hughes of Wang Chung. <laughs> and she looked at me with this, you know, half-cocked, you know, when you talk to a dog head, and I'm like, everybody have fun tonight. And she's like, oh, so cool. Right. <laughs> I'm like, it's, yeah. it's funny how certain parts you can put in and then they get it. Yeah, yeah and, absolutely. And yeah. I was, I thought it funny. And it's like you said, too, that, you know, you've got let's go. And then you've yeah. got praying to a new God. Totally yeah. different sides of the track. Yes. And yet it's Wang Chung. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, something we feel uh, yeah, good about you know, Taser Up. I think is a, has a lot of different genres on it, if you like. You know, in, in the sense that there's a sort of electro rock thing called London Orbital. There's a piano ballad, overwhelming feeling, the Pink Floyd type thing on Stargazing, and uh, and there's some more kind of rock things with Let's Get Along and City of Light. So uh, the the whole thing these days, you know, where you sort of uh, talk about genre as defining a band, I, I feel is really getting things around the wrong way. You know, it's uh, bands define genre. And so I, 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 I like bands and always have done that use different genres to express themselves. You know, the Beatles being the obvious example with uh, even something like Sgt. Pepper, which is supposedly a concept album, but it has a, you know, George's Indian sitar track, you know, Within You, Without You, and then Macca's with When I'm 64, which is like a sort of 1920s pastiche, and onto Lovely Rita, which is, you know, rock, you know, prog rock in a way. So uh, this whole sense of bands, uh, um, you know, genre bending is uh, I love that and, and Wang Chang I think has always done that which is maybe a little confusing for people who are trying to market us uh, uh, even confusing for the fans sometimes I think but uh, hopefully it's never boring and it allows you to open or even headline for many shows yes exactly right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I I see you more as a rock band myself that's how I see it and then when I saw New Wave I'm like yeah I see yeah. that yeah 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 no rock band is sort of certainly how we come across live I think you know but uh, we've dabbled in all sorts of things you know so uh, um, yeah like I say you know genre is one of the things I kind of dislike intensely actually as a way of you know, defining music you know it's fine for marketing fine for finding things on iTunes but when you're really trying to talk about what a band's about then it's very inadequate I think yes are there any bands you want to tour with um, anybody you'd have us really you know but yeah some <laughs> Some bigger bands would be cool, I suppose. Uh, you know, Tears for Fears are friends from the old days because uh, Chris Hughes will produce their albums and uh, Points on the Curve, you know. Um, so if they're doing something, we'll get on their show, you know. But, uh, but there's all sorts of pretty cool 
bands out there, you know, and uh, uh, also be cool to work with younger bands as well. You know, so uh, uh, another thing people might be interested in is we did a show uh, recently called the AV Club. It's like uh, connected with the Onion, that's a satirical magazine. And uh, so if you go to their uh, website, uh, AV Club Wang Chun, uh, you can see us doing a cover of a Modest Mouth song, which was really fun to do. So, uh, so maybe we should tour with Modest Mouse. That would be fun. It's worth checking out. It's, uh, I mean, we've literally learnt the song in two days, and I was reading the lyrics off a piece of paper <laughs> sort of just underneath the camera, so uh, it's slightly uh, rough. But in some ways, that's quite nice to see us doing something like that. Um, sometimes maybe we're a bit too polished for our own good. But, um, rough is great, though. Rough is great. Rough, is, yeah. I mean, just grabbing it and going. I think Absolutely, a lot of people like yeah. that. Well, that's certainly what we were doing with that. So, yeah. Who wants over-polished? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all good. Yeah, well, it's been really nice talking with you. It's been great. Do you have any closing comments or anything you'd like to to close with? Well, just to say, you know, well, you know, thanks you know, <laughs> to you for taking an interest in, in Wang Chung over the years and sticking with it and you know, having that sort of open mind because I think that's what you need. Well, I think you need it with all music, actually, but, uh, you know, just listening um, and, and seeing what's what's out there, you know. But, uh, and thank you to the fans, obviously. That's the, the main thing I want to say for, for sticking with us. And, uh, you know, long may the relationship continue. And many more music to come. I've, I've played Absolutely. many Wang Chung songs at dances in high school and plan cool. to play cool. many more on the radio for you. Well, that's great, Patrick. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a great afternoon and get much rest. I will do. Okay. You take care. All right. You too. Thanks for the time. All right. Bye. Bye. One show you can check out, The Widow. It's on Amazon Prime. It's worth watching. Kate Beckinsale is outstanding in it. Eight episodes. You can squeeze it in. Catch you later. Boo. I don't even know what to say. That's, we're just ending it right there, people. Right there. Another face. Ah, God, yourself.